Hello and welcome to This Is Not A Who Cast, where we talk about Doctor Who or other stuff. It's not a Who Cast, so we can do whatever we want. I'm Daniel. And I'm Bo. Last week, we talked about your favourite Doctor, the 11th Doctor. So naturally, it's my turn. Indeed, and now it's time for one last bow. Like all your former selves, 11's hour is over now. The clock is striking 12. It is very convenient that the Twelfth Doctor is mine. So now we can just go straight into... All of the things. All of the things. <laughs> I love him so much. He's so good. I love the angry eyebrows. Men was introduced to us eyebrows first, and that was very helpful. <laughs> what I loved about... Um, uh, so we should actually talk about his casting. Um, yeah. How, how did you feel when they first announced that casting? Here's the thing. I blocked myself off from Doctor Who news. Ah, why? So why was that? I like it. <laughs> I like not knowing things. I liked it when the masters showed up and I had no idea yeah. even though they announced it. Like when you used to go see a movie and you would see the movie in the theatre, not in every trailer that came out yeah. like 12 months before the movie came so, out. So I see the 50th anniversary and they're like, no, sir, all 13. And I'm like, and he's like, eyebrows. And that's it. I'm like, that's so cool. I loved um, just how deliberately different to Matt Smith he was. We went from this young and fun dude to like this grumpy old man. And I was like, this dude is my spirit animal. Um, people seem to think, and these are people that their job on YouTube is to hate things. Like literally that's what they get paid for. Isn't that just the internet nowadays? That's a lot of YouTube. So one of the things that people complain about is that he changes throughout the seasons and I'm like that's called a character arc yes we call that character development yes so nobody wants to see a character fully formed no not straight you want to see them grow and change and develop well the thing is that with, with the sixth doctor you had like this angry person that that strangled his companions and then they cancelled the show and everyone hated it wait uh what the sixth doctor strangled one of his companions to death to death no oh good but okay. like to the police Maybe you should call someone about that. That but sounds why, really bad. Why did he strangle them? I don't know. But that is the only thing anyone knows about the Sixth Doctor. That and the dumb coat. Right? Right. So what they were going for is what they succeeded with, with the Twelfth Doctor. Right. Because the, the Twelfth Doctor went from being like grumpy, I hate everyone, you're stupid, everyone's stupid, to uh, a teacher. So Sixth Doctor, that was Colin Baker, correct? The Sixth Doctor was Colin Baker. Um, and he was... And you know, he's talked about this in uh, interviews and he's the best at interviews because he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he's just like an old grumpy dude now and he's like, nah, too much kissing. Yeah. There's too much kissing in Doctor Who now. I don't know why he's like, American. <laughs> and um, when they announced Jodie Whittaker, he's like, well, I had the froppy hair and did you see that coat? If anyone's the first female doctor, I'm just saying. <laughs> I love him. And I'm really glad they fixed his um, character in the Big Finish audios. Right. But what they failed with um, with the Sick Doctor, they succeeded with the Twelfth Doctor. Which was? They made him grumpy and then they developed him to be not grumpy and to reconnect with humans. Yes, but I, what I liked about him was that even though he was grumpy, he maintained that grumpiness, but it became more of like an endearing grumpy. Yeah. Like it, like a grandpa grumpy. The grumpy grandpa who's like, but oh, kids st- these days. But, but still but loves his grandkids type yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's what matters because I love the cards. I love the fact that he's like, yes, I will do my best to, say, uh, to help your child or... 
a friend or family member or pet? <laughs> uh, I think, um, yeah, so I, I, what I liked about him, and this is something that um, also, again, um, one of the many things that you pointed out to me um, <laughs> was that he had that professor role and he, he became a teacher again, which I, I thought was really cool. He nice became metaphor. a teacher in uh, not only the school that Clara taught at, but also the school that his first companions taught at. Ian and Barbara from the 60s taught at that school. Well, that's a coincidence. Mm, probably on purpose. So how did you feel about his entry? Well, um, I liked the, I liked both of them. I liked the, the Angry Eyebrows 50th anniversary Well, his entry, official entry. But his official entry, I, I thought it was funny. Because he got introduced in the Christmas special. Um, well, the end of the Christmas special. Oh, okay. So he like Matt Smith's final episode was uh, the time of the Doctor, and he comes in right at the very like in the last thirty seconds, and it's kidneys. I don't like the color. <laughs> That's such a good line. And then yeah, and he just had that that, that glare like that. Those sort of it, it reminded me of seeing a, an owl, like a like one of those um, ferocious sort of like night stalking owls. It's eye, his eyes and his beak like nose were just so intense, and I was like. Okay, I'm in. This guy's cool. But I was also lamenting the loss of my favourite Doctor as well. <laughs> That's usually how these things go. But what I loved about his first episode, um, uh, Deep Breath, which was a really cool experience because Clara was a metaphor for the audience. That's how these things usually go. And it, Normally the companion is there to guide us. Guide us to the next Doctor. And I, I, what I liked is that you know, instead of just accepting him, she there was kind of like this confusion. Even though we, the only plot hole there is the fact that she had literally seen every incarnation of the Doctor from start to finish. Let's not talk about that. Um, but but that's but, like that's the past, though. Yeah, it's like, different it's like when you experience yeah, it. Yeah, and she was also in love with the other Doctor as well. So um, she was. Come on, she was. I mean, wouldn't you be? <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fact that the twelfth Doctor is asexual. Make him asexual. I don't like him having uh, feelings and or sex with his companions, except for Nargle. Uh, Nardol. Nardol. Yeah, I, what I love about Nardol is like his cuddle. But also <laughs> like his answer he, to he, everything is a cuddle. He, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. When he got introduced in the, uh, like in the Christmas special, it was fine. But when he was in the 10th, in season 10, it was perfection. I love that the doctor's whole thing with Nardole was like, I hope you die. <laughs> and he just stupid. never does. He just keeps coming back. You're stupid robot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, what really got me with um, that deep breath was um, the, the way they also used the T-Rex as a metaphor for the Doctor as well. It's this old thing that's stuck in this, you know, at this point in time for regular humans there, that's normal timeline when they're not back there in the present for them and, and you know, he's this old thing that's stuck there and confused and throughout the the whole episode it's like we need to make it easy for people to accept frankly an older doctor yeah well i think as well because they had a younger audience and i remember a female friend of mine um was really upset about his casting because she just had david tennant and matt smith who were these sort of young good-looking and charming doctors and then suddenly you've got this grumpy old dude and i was like so? Uh, yeah, I really like the Doctor being an old grumpy man. Mm. He shouldn't be sexy. I think a lot the of... The Doctor shouldn't be sexy. I'm, I'm going to stamp it now, except for Paul McGann. <laughs> I think a lot of people... Um, I think a lot of classic Who fans came back 
to yeah. uh, Doctor Who when Peter Capaldi was cast because they were like, oh, this is a return to, you know, that kind of classic science fiction that we've talked about before. But to be fair, I still think that Na- uh, Matt Smith, uh, uh, David Tennant, and um, Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston still nailed all that. Like I think, um, I think especially Christopher Eccleston was a great bridge between the classic and new season. There was like a bit oh, of both. Oh yeah, yeah, and he was kind of like you know that cool dad type character, which I liked because um, I don't know. He just his smile, everything. I don't know. He just good hey, but anyway we digress We're so different doctor different time with the 12th doctor his um that first episode has three things you got the dinosaur you have um madame vastra yep and jenny and strax uh but you have madame vastra being like i wear this veil to hide my face the doctor does a similar thing mm. this is a metaphor Get i love that, that she gave clara so much shit for being like so uh vain i guess there was a certain sort of vanity that she had in that moment and i love the banter between um, the doctor and clara when they're at the restaurant and she's like um she's reading the article from the paper and it's like um uh, something needy uh control freak or something uh, and um <laughs> the doctor's like yes that was about you and she's like no no it's about you and he's like no no it's about you and she's like what i'm a control freak and he's like yes you are and she's like what? <laughs> and then they just start having this epic argument. I thought that was a really great for, for Peter Capaldi to come in and just from the top be the doctor is just it, every for every doctor on their first episode has such big shoes to fill. Uh, and I think that he just nailed it from the get go. He's really good. From the angry eyebrows to deep breath, his interaction is great. And when he first opens the TARDIS door to Strax and he's like Go away. <laughs> and, he's <just laughs> shuts the door. and he's like calling him all the different dwarves' names. Do I have antlers on my head? I told you not to cheer me up. I didn't want to be cheered up, you bastard. It feels like you know that um, th- there was a there was a fake fan made um, introduction trailer for uh, the to- for Peter Capaldi as a top doctor, and it's the one where he's swearing all the time. <laughs> Which is not far off what we got. Like, I feel he didn't like say the swear words, but I think the intent was behind it. Fanny <laughs> <laughs> Doctor swore this one did. I, I think um, the best part is that you know how like you had um, uh, David Tennant's uh, line was like brilliant, and then you had Matt Smith <laughs> with Geronimo and all that sort of thing, and um, or Chris Eccleston with fantastic, and then I feel like Peter Capaldi's catchphrase was "shut up." <laughs> Every episode is like "shut up, shut up, shut up." Uh, it's so good. I love him so much. Um, my favourite episode is Mummy on the Iron Express. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that. And it is a great introduction episode to Doctor Who as a, as a concept. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the, my favourite, the best part about that is that he's like, no, I'm busy. I can't be like emotionally attached to you. You're probably going to die. Just give <laughs> me information. Yeah, you're going to die for nothing. He, he actually reminded me a lot of um, like the descriptions of uh, Sherlock Holmes in the novels. How he, he was like, he kind of had that like um, cold automaton type, um, or, or automaton type sort of um, vibe going in the early seasons. And that as the seasons progressed, he kind of became softer and more gentle. And because of Clara. Clara yeah. helped him out with that. He became, he went from the student, Clara student, to a teacher of Bill. I love Bill Potts. Bill Potts. Bill it's Potts so was so good. Much and I wish that she'd stuck around mm. for like several reasons. One of which is that we needed that transition 
Yeah, she needed to be the, the Clara for um, for Jodie Whittaker. I feel. Yeah, but Ma, uh, but um, Mummy on the Express is such a good episode. Mm. It's really fun. It's got a great mystery to it, and it was a callback. Mm. He got that call in like the sixth season, um, where with Amy and Rory, where he's like, "What Orient Express in space?" And he's just glancing at uh, Rory and Clara, and they're like. Yeah, let's 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 go. We're married now, <laughs> and then they didn't go to it, and then but they, then that doctor did, and then they came back. Isn't that cool though? That you you could they've called one doctor, but he didn't get around to it until like years later, like so two years later. But it but it doesn't matter because he's a time traveler. Yeah, that's because he's like, oh, I'll get it in a century or two. It's really fun, and then Clara's like, you. You bastard. You knew this was going to happen. You knew this wasn't a fun trip. You asshole. I love the fact that they don't like each other. Yeah. I like how toxic they are. That is so good for a companion and doctor. And I wish that they didn't fuck it up. I think my favorite episode for uh, Peter Capaldi was Listen. Listen's really good. I just remember watching that episode. Going, wow, this is it's like, it's kind of scary. Uh, it's also really, um, it, it kept me intrigued and, uh, and it just it felt like a really good Doctor Who story. Heaven Sent would be my favorite episode if Hellbent didn't exist. <laughs> if they just ended the season with Heaven Sent and then he's just in the TARDIS sad instead of being like, ooh, I'm going to fix everything. <laughs> but Heaven, Heaven Sent is such a good episode. It it's also looks gorgeous. Mm. The cinematography on that is well, I think what, what Matt Smith and uh, Peter Capaldi got really good versions of was they're at a time in television where the special effects were really good for TV. Like, Mm -hmm. whereas Chris Eccleston and David Tennant still were on the cusp of that. Like it was good for the time, but if you look back on it now, it's kind of aged a bit. Season five was the first time they got HD. Ah, yeah. That's how behind they are. (laughs) What's your least favorite episode? Hellbent? It's either Hellbent because I hate it. Like with the fire passion all last Christmas. Okay. I think. Oh, the la- last Christmas was terrible. Last Christmas is that's the superhero stupid. one, right? No. Oh, which last one? Last Christmas is the one with Santa Claus and the dreams, but they go in dreams and dreams and dreams, and nothing oh. matters. I really like the superhero one. Oh uh, no, I didn't like it at all. The superhero one I liked because it felt like um, the old comics. It was like a, an homage to that, and I like that. What I didn't like about it was. Um, didn't it, feel like a Doctor Who episode. No, and it felt it felt very much like they were trying to cash in because that same year they had like uh, Civil War came out, Batman vs Superman came out. I feel like they were just trying to cash in on the superhero vibe, and that um, that just kind of bugged me. I was like, oh, I don't like, I don't like this. Fair enough. But that's what they do all the time. In one of the seasons, there's a found footage horror movie. Oh yeah, they, sorry. It was the Return of Doctor Mysterio. Was the my least favorite. They follow a bunch of. Um, they they always follow tropes. Mm. I mean, season five and yeah, it's like our version of um, like a, a horror or our version of uh, a found footage film. Yeah, I didn't mind that because Doctor Who does that literally all the time. Most of the um, uh, Russell T Davies era was Buffy. Ah, fair call. Yeah, yeah. I um, oddly enough, I was actually um, when the um, Return of Doctor Mysterio came out, I watched that from uh, an Airbnb in New Jersey. Just nice. outside of New York. So it was kind of like fitting that we were in America watching this American episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Last Christmas sucks. Last Christmas is a bunch of dreams and nothing matters. And I hate it when nothing matters. And I was on I was like in the in the stage of, of the of Doctor Who where I'm like, 
are you just not going to do anything creative or good? Because <laughs> this was, I don't know, was it after season seven? Um, I think that was the Christmas before his last one. Okay. Sorry, last, sorry, last Christmas uh, was, oh, Jesus, 2014. Mm, feel old. Yeah, that was seven years ago. Jesus. But yeah, there was a bit where they cut the um, season in half. And I'm like, don't do that. That's dumb. <laughs> That's right. Nick Frost was Santa Claus. Yeah. I actually didn't mind that one. I hated it. And the reason I hated it is because nothing mattered. <laughs> nothing mattered. And they also was like, I need to... Be, okay, so the reason that Clara died seven times was because for <laughs> three of those times, the actress wanted to leave, but like oh, then changed okay. her mind. Right. And so they, had, so they wrote her out and then wrote her back in. And the laziest <laughs> way they did that was in Last Christmas where they, they had this like emotional goodbye and then it's like, oh no, it's still a dream. Hooray. <laughs> so it was dumb and I hated it. Plus, like it was only a Christmas special, right? So I was waiting for like months for a Christmas special and then that garbage came up. <laughs> uh, so I would say if I had an honorary episode, mm-hmm. um, Thin Ice – I like that. That was when um, he punched a racist in the face. Yes, and uh, but what I loved about that episode was just the way they they worked with all that, um, you know, her being darker skinned in 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 London at that time, and and just um, the way that people responded to her, I thought was really. They didn't just ignore it like it wasn't a thing. They were like, yeah, this these people were pretty. They had pretty terrible values. I mean, I think <laughs> one of the best depictions of racism in Doctor Who was uh, in the 10th Doctor's era with um, human nature. What happened there? Refresh me. Uh, in human nature, the love interest of um, John Smith, because this is when um, the 10th Doctor is, makes himself human. Oh, yes. For a bit. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's absolutely careless. And he's like, don't worry, you're... you're we're going to live in like the 1910s. Martha, black person, it'll probably <laughs> be fine. Yeah, It's not about you, Martha. It's about me, me, me. God, he's such a dick. <laughs> Human nature is probably my favorite Doctor Who story ever. I really like that. But like he is an asshole. I thought you were going to say the um, most accurate representation of racism was when um, Mickey and, um, and Martha <laughs> ended up together. <laughs> That just felt like lazy writing. Oh no, I just God, like, yeah. um, I like that um, the love interest, not the villain. The villain is also racist, but the love interest was also racist. Yeah, because she that was just their their terrible values. Um, and if you go back to like and read any of the Sherlock Holmes novels at uh, that point, uh, anyone that's not a white person is always described in a really offensive way. I mean, one so of the that stories... that was just their values at that time, and horrible as it was. One of the stories uh, in Sherlock Holmes was called the um, Sherlock Holmes and the Yellow Face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, not great. And there was one where there was a guy from, I think he had come from Africa or something like that, and they were like, he was a barbarian, he had monkey like this and that, and you're like, whoa. It was like they were describing uh, an alien and when in actuality they were just describing a person. You're like, holy shit, that's really bad. Maybe don't. Like as horrible as that is, that was the time that was peak of the British Empire and they were pretty well used to just dominating everybody and yep. taking stuff. <laughs> so um, the Tot Doctor has a lot of villains, but 
but the best one's Missy. Missy's the best one. Yes. There's um, no argument. Can we talk about the real villain in uh, in that particular era of the show? Okay. And it's Danny Pink. Oh, my God. I hate that character so much. He it, represents everything bad about I uh, just about like era. Not only – it just did – like I was like, wow. They First wanted, of all – They wanted to th- give her Rory. This man they, is – Dull. They wanted <laughs> her to have a Rory. And uh, like uh, it started out really cool because they're like, oh yeah, he's a soldier. He gets it. Like he he's done terrible things and he feels remorse. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. The, um, re- the reason that he, they wanted to make it domestic. They wanted her to have a reason to come back. But the way that she treated, uh, that she treated uh, Danny Pink was awful. Mm. He, she lied to him mm. constantly. Even when he knew that the doctor was an alien, right? Hmm. That he just he, she still lied to him, so he's a she's a bad uh, girlfriend. He's a terrible character. It's just a bad thing all around. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I just didn't like like where he his story went and the whole him becoming a Cyberman thing. I like him being a Cyberman. I think I wish that he was just a Cyberman. <laughs> I wish that I he wish was that a, the Cyberman Daddy Pink with a Cyberman. I wish that the Cyberman weren't defeated by feelings. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I didn't like Danny Pink mm, I, as a character. Either. It was uh, and he the, sucks. I did like his exit though. I like the fact that he's that like, was probably the most depressing two episodes of Doctor Who I've ever watched. It was it just everything was sad. I was like, oh man, this is a this is emotionally just like like that. The I like that um, Missy was like, happy birthday! Mm. I give you a present. You have an army now. You can get the people up from the Dalek camps. By the way, the fact that Dalek camps don't exist and the Doctor's not there is like, what are you doing? Free those people. You have a TARDIS <laughs> and look at you. <laughs> the War Doctor would have done it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, um, I will say um, they ha- did have that really good episode uh, with um, what's it, uh, Davos, young Davos. Davros. Uh, sorry, Davros. Yeah, Davos. That was the name of the the guy that I was thinking of last episode. Oh hell yeah, Davos. Ha. Uh, anyway, so so Dav, sorry, Davros. Um, that episode with young Davros, and he's like standing on the landmine type thing. This is the better version of this is a better version of of uh, let's kill Hitler than let's kill Hitler <laughs> because yeah, but that's because they could actually mess with the timeline. Yeah. There. By the way, let's kill Hitler is awesome. Awesome. Uh, Get in the cupboard. Uh, get in the cupboard, Hitler. That is the only good I just, scene. I just told Hitler to get in the cupboard. That is the only good scene. <laughs> the one where he gets in the cupboard. The rest uh, of it is like, let's not or discuss when, when Hitler River, or what the about paradoxes. When, when River's like, um, I'm just just on my way to uh, my um, nephew, uh, my gay ne- uh, nephew's bar mitzvah. <laughs> that is a great joke that I think Kingsman stole. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's uh, he went to a church and he's like, excuse me, I am... Um, and she's like, where are you going? And it's like, I need to uh, meet up with uh, my black Jewish boyfriend um, where we can, uh, where we sing Satanist songs and <laughs> dance on the corpses of aborted fetuses. Have a good day, ma'am. Or and the then he just leaves. At the end where she's like, oh, we just thought, you know, Third Reich's a bit rubbish. (laughs) 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 I thought that was great. Anyway, so we're we're on the 12th Mm. Doctor, not the 11th Doctor. Yeah, good. I really like his outfit. Oh, when they first debuted his, like, his proper outfit in the first, at the end of the first episode with the crisp white shirt and the the waistcoat and and then the, 
I love the Doc Martens and then the uh, the open coat with the red lining. He I looks thought, like the third Doctor. And the fact that he was wearing a wedding ring. That's nice. I thought that was cool. I thought that was That's a nice cool. touch. I'm yeah, like, he's just great. And and he was clean cut. And then like as he got further on, they're like, okay, so the Doctor's been living under a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he hasn't had a haircut in a while and he's now prone to wearing hoodies and sunglasses. Which like you would. Which I didn't like that that aesthetic choice. I didn't. I, I don't like the the. I don't like him wearing like a jumper, but I do. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you're old. Your wife's dead. I liked his Everything cardigan sucks. jumper where he had that kind of loose necked cardigan. That was kind of cool. And occasionally he would wear a black button down shirt instead of a white one. That was cool. In terms of aesthetics, I really like the purple one. If it looks like the Eleven Doctor's outfit, like. His the eleven doctor six doctor six season outfit. Yes, um, I, I think his his debut outfit was definitely my favorite. But um, his debut outfit is uh, is the best one. It looks kind of like because he <laughs> had the purple coat at one point, didn't he? Like yeah. a like a tinge purple velvety type. Yeah, I really like that one. But because um, that was what he was wearing in the fiftieth. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen the um, third doctor, his outfit is exactly like this one, except with a froth. Thing. Oh yeah, like a rough type. Uh, yeah, a rough. Um, not a rough. Sorry, like the um, tuxedo-y. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like a pirate shirt. Yeah, like a pirate shirt. Yeah, but um. Ah, see all this talk of cool costumes. Now we're coming into our summer, and we can't wear anything like that. So damn it! And it was such a cold winter. Yeah, I could have waistcoated it up. And yeah, I found the eleventh Doctor's purple outfit, and I found the, uh, and I found this outfit for the twelfth Doctor. I was, and then I was like, "Oh, it's that much." <laughs> I I would love the uh, the twelfth Doctor, uh, sorry, the eleventh Doctor's coat. That I really cool. want to finish losing weight so that I can buy cool <laughs> clothes. I'm like six. I'm like three months away from just being at a weight that I'm extremely comfortable with. Mm. And then as soon as that happens, all the cosplays, all the cosplays. <laughs> I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have the. Um, hey, and hopefully uh, next year we can we can do some supernova and things like that. Oh God! I, I just want to go outside with people. Mm. I have my vaccinations. Let me go to Supernova, you <laughs> bastards! Doctor would have solved this pandemic business in no time. Doctor would have, the way he'd have solved it, he would have gone to that place, stolen that fucking pig, and then threw it into the sun. You mean the bat? The bat. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I like his character arc. I like the fact that he goes. I like that that he goes to a teacher and that he becomes a teacher mm. at. The school, the same school that Susan went to, the same school that Clara teaches at, that school like, is important to the doctor. And that's yeah. what I choose to believe. Yeah, I, I think um, his development was really cool because it was almost like a reverse Matt Smith, where Matt Smith was young and learning to grow up and then he was like super crotchety and he had to kind of learn to chill out. And I thought that was um, that was a really cool character development. Which Again, had to be different from the last Doctor, so I thought that was really cool. One of the things I like is that this is technically the first incarnation of the new cycle. And this right. is yeah, exactly yeah, the same yeah. arc that the first Doctor went Which into. Which is quite poetic given his last episode. His last episode. Twice upon a time. Twice upon a time with the first Doctor, and that was a great decision. Mm. I really like it. Um, I think that is brilliant. I like the fact that the... I that love how... Um, I like that he want, he's like, no, nah, there's a villain. There's always a villain. It's fine. We'll, we'll go. We'll defeat them. It'll be great. I love that the uh, the first Doctor, they uh, David Bradley, um, such a great uh, performance there. I love that he also played a villain in Doctor Who as well. He played a villain in Doctor Who and he played William Hartnell. 
Yeah, well, that, that's what I think is amazing. Um, is that they got somebody that really nailed the character there too? And um, no, I mean he literally played well oh, in, the, in the documentary. Yeah, but I, I like I think that obviously translated into the um, that mm-hmm. episode. But I thought how awesome it was to um, to have that first Doctor and that almost like the last Doctor type thing come together, and the fact that they like every time the Doctors come together. There's a conflict between the doctors. Oh, every time they <laughs> hate each other. Starting from the th- the three doctors, it's like when you meet somebody that's a lot like you, and you're like, "I really hate that guy," <laughs> and you're like, "Why do I hate him so much?" You're like, "Oh, it's me." <laughs> but with the three doctors, it's three doctors is still, I think, the best multi doctor story, unless you count Time Crash, which mm. I do. So it's the second best, um, and I like, and it's also the first, and it's. You have the first doctor coming in. Is like, you guys, what are you doing? There is you guys are dumb. I hate you. You guys stupid. You're there, a di- there is one top <laughs> slot for um, the best multi doctor story, and we know what that is. We're just not allowed to talk about it on this particular podcast. That's fair because we could do a whole episode we, on that particular episode that we are not allowed to talk about the fiftieth anniversary. What? <laughs> Um, but I really like that they brought him in. Um, okay, the reason that there's a Christmas special with with the first and twelfth Doctor is because Chris Chibnall didn't want to do more Christmas specials, and they Which would I have lost the spot. I think that was a real buzzkill. Yeah, he um he sucks. But the reason that the twelfth Doctor didn't regenerate in the um when he should have and like held it in, and then did the multi Doctor story, twice but a Christmas or twice but a time is because um, Chris Chibnall didn't want to do a Christmas special. So was Chris Chibnall running that, the show at that point? I thought that was Moffat still. Moffat is running the show, but Chris Chibnall would have done the Christmas special, but didn't want to. Oh, so, so Moffat was like, okay, we've got to do this then. Yeah. Um. And then Chris Chibnall came in later and then proceeded not to do a Christmas special or anything interesting. Do you think that's because they were like, oh, we're cool and trendy and new. We're going to do a New Year's special. No. I think it's because Chris Chibnall wanted to do something different. I think it's because Chris Chibnall hates Christmas. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Chibnall hates Christmas. He's basically Scrooge. He's been trying to ruin chi- the show. He never got Christmas presents as a child, so, mm. he, so he hates Christmas. I fucking hate it. I, I, His heart was three sizes too small. And what's great is that Stephen Moffat and Russell T. Davis were talking about it, and they were asked in it, one of them, I, f- I forget which, maybe Russell, he was asked... Um, what um what do you think about the new New Year's um, special? And he's like, well, New Year's is never as good as Christmas. Ah. <laughs> this is what happens when you're British. You don't give a shit. I love that they would have been just like, mm, well, bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> Col- uh, Colin Baker is the kind of person where he's like, maybe uh, if he doesn't like it, he'll just say he doesn't care. He's like ninety. <laughs> I'm gonna die soon. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Oh, it's so good. The Twelfth the Doctor is such a great character and I'm really glad that he's good and Missy is the best villain and or companion. Missy was such a great character because I think she brought in that element of mystery when she was first introduced. You're like, okay, who is this evil Mary Poppins? And what, is, what does she want? And that whole promised land thing where I'm, I'm seeking the promised land, that, you know, that whole, and then, yeah, I thought that was, uh, that was really cool. That was cool. I knew that she'd be the villain. I didn't know which villain. I was thinking of another Time Lord um, called the Rani. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that they I, do I that. I thought she was going to be the master for sure. Like as soon as they said her name was Missy or like Mistress, I was like, yeah. Well, since she said Mistress, but that's when it was revealed. And uh, but I, I do like the um when she met uh the other master. I thought oh, that, that, yeah, was, that was that's so good. The a fact that they had like, story, but they had that like um almost romance like of course the master it's like loki yeah of course loki would fall in love with a version of himself of course the master would too like it's just so vain it's just it's borderline ridiculous well it's not it, it is it's ridiculous. ridiculous it's crossed the line but it's so the master yeah it's, oh, so good and the great thing about not being part of the circle the the news cycle is that i did not know that that was going to happen. Right, yeah. It was yeah. announced on the news, but I didn't watch the news, did I? Nope. Well, I'm glad he returned because the actor that played that version of the master got so fed up with people like approaching him outside of um, the show and being like, oh, can I have your photo? Can I get your autograph? And he was kind of like real anti that. But hey, um, it pays. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Next week, let's talk about the master. Okay, sounds good. And I think uh, we can probably leave it at that for today's episode. Um as uh, the twelfth doctor might say, "Don't be lasagna." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>